imagine that this love is through. Feeling the pain, girl, when you lose. Oh, it's too hot. Too hot, lady. You gotta run for shelter. You gotta run for shade. See, it's too hot. It's too hot, lady. We gotta cool this anger. What a mess we made. Continue podcast coming at you summer 2019. I hate to reveal my unworldliness, but what song is that? Oh, that's Cool in the Gangs. Too Hot Lady. Oh, I don't that's know a, that one. Yeah, cool, uh, cool in the Gang, Too Hot is, I want to say, 89? Mm. That, that might even be too early. That's it might kind be of like a, 91. That's kind of a deep cut. It's a little bit of a deep cut. Hold on, Susan. If I actually sing the refrain, you might, because it's too hot, too hot, Oh, yeah, 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 there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's okay, better. Okay, okay, yeah. That's better. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a podcast about video games, everybody. Hey, I swear to God. That's what they say. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. They say it every time. Yeah. That guy with the uh, facts on lockdown is Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I'm drinking, Dave, how are you doing? I'm drinking a Modelo this time instead of a PBR. Mm. Stepping up my game a little bit. You're not. You're not drinking the what? What is it called? Grown Ups PBR? What is the? <laughs> oh, the the freaking malt the cr- like six point five percent malt liquor version. Yeah, no, that stuff's not great. No, no, that's not. That's not awesome. It's not. It, I'm just, like, I, I, I had there's one night I had two of them, and I woke up with like the worst hangover and was like, I can't. I'm 34. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I quit. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drinking a nice Malbec, and this is an wait, audio wait, format. Hold on, so wait, say that again, please. For the it's a nice Malbec. Okay. Yeah. Where so there you go. from? Yeah. It's it's a it's a nice Melmac. <laughs> you have to eat a cat before you can have this wine. And I am drinking it out of a straight up like Koji Igarashi, uh, Dracula on his throne. Goblet. Throw it off. Goblet. That's true. Uh, and joining me in wine country is. Uh, <laughs> None other than Susan Arndt. Susan, how are you doing? Uh, I, I'm drinking uh, fizzy apple and cherry juice. Ooh. Yeah, it's actually delicious. Uh, it's called Bing that Crisp. Good. And uh, I would I like, like to say, although this is, it, it, it will not be the day uh, when this podcast comes out, but the day we are recording it, I would like to wish a happy birthday to the one and only Pete Hines of Bethesda. Oh, hey. Happy birthday, Pete Hines. Put out wet too. It's your birthday present <laughs> to yourself, Pete. No, treat no. yourself. It's your no. birthday. Treat yourself, Pete. As a birthday present to me, do not put out wet too. <laughs> I would it? actually, I would like to say that it wasn't this past E3. It was E3 2018, and during B3, Susan, Dave, and I were being our typical selves on the internet Jerks. and being being just deep assholes on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, I said like here's the surprise reveal and it was just a like picture of a cinematic from wet with the number two emblazoned on it and pete hines responded you know that game holds up (laughs) 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 i was like pete keep keep defending dog you gotta keep i love pete so much yeah he's a good guy uh so he's uh, so wrong so often (laughs) I, I am Anthony John Agnello, which I guess is plain, and uh, I am recording this from my childhood basement this episode. I am in the basement of the house that I grew up on 
surrounded by wall scrolls. And that's just <laughs> not a joke. That's just a literal fact. So Dave we're, we're at ground zero, ground, ground zero Agnello here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This this is this is where the magic happens, everybody. <laughs> uh, I did I did want to tell you guys a hilarious part of my life. My daughter is in swim lessons right now for the summer. Okay. And they are every Thursday, and this is the actual start time. The swim lessons happen at four twenty. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just roll in there with an air horn. Yes. <laughs> And, like, I just, I, I couldn't wait to tell you two. I couldn't wait to tell uh, our backers that this is the fact that, like, every single Thursday this summer, my wife is like, we got to get ready to go. And I was like, for what? And she's like, you know where we're going. You know, you have to say it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to swim lessons. What time? And what time do they start? You roll in there, a bunch of four-year-olds who have no idea what you're talking about. No clue. I got hydraulics installed in yes. my Honda Civic. Yes! Solely, solely because. You roll down the windows and Santeria's just, just blasting wait, out of no, your radio. Blast. You have to start asking the kids, yo, you swimming dirty? <laughs> yo, dog, you got your floaties on because we all float in. Yo, you, you holding? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there it is. Uh, I, I don't know how many different ways we can demonstrate that it is the middle of the summer and it's hot as balls here. Oh, my and God. The, it's 105 degrees here today. It's wretched. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wretched. We broke the planet. Ugh. So naturally, all of us are trying to get to that 420 swim class uh, in some way spiritually. <laughs> Susan Arndt has been doing it in the way that I think everybody was prepared for Susan to spend her summer. We, we knew that it was coming. She's in that Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm in Dragon Quest Builders 2! And I'm a little disappointed. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I'm shocked by the... All right, is it is it ill-fitting new pair of shoes? You just got to break them in disappointed? Or is it that there's something actually wrong? I only bring this up... Because you played so much Dragon Quest Builders. Yes, I did. You played so much Dragon Quest yeah. Builders, and Dragon Quest Builders invited you into a world of a type of game that you had no real previous love for. It absolutely was your gateway. True. Yes, yeah. absolutely true. And so definitely part of it is just the bloom being off the rose. Uh, mm -hmm, you know, I played mm -hmm. the crap out of the first Dragon Quest Builders and then moved on to Minecraft, and I did a bunch there. And so it's just not as... Uh, brand spanking new as it once was and there's that and I want to stress that in no way is it a bad game however one of the things that I really loved about the first one was there was the, the core story but there were all these secrets hidden mm. everywhere and these little these little encounters you would have that had, had no real impact on the main game but they were just delightful uh, Splatrick is, is my favorite example. He's a, you know, he's a slime that you can find and he'll come join your town if you find him and, and manage to get him to join you. And that's, I loved that. I loved the balance between, you know, we're going to guide you, we're going to tell you you need to do this thing and then this thing and then this thing with, if you go explore, you will have these other experiences. I thought hmm. it was great. 
And I'm really not finding that in this one. It's all just guided, guided, do this, now do this, now do this, now do this. Mm, I mm. am not, I have found a couple things that are, that feel off the beaten path. And uh, if you didn't, you could complete the game without knowing they were there and, and that would be fine. But that's, it's it's just, it's really stark. It There, mm. there just isn't that sort of, self-driven reward. How how far in are you in terms mm. of pushing for, like, like knowing that it's so linear? Because I know that a, a criticism that people had of the original Dragon Quest builders uh, from people that were already experienced with mm. Minecraft and Minecraft mm-hmm. clones was that it was very rigid. Because mm-hmm. Dragon Quest builders was, uh, and, like, I, I abandoned it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I it was one of those things where I was like, I love Dragon Quest, but I, I'm now willing to admit that I hate building games like yeah, I had gone, yeah. like when Dragon Quest Builders came out in early 17. I was already in that mode of like I was still the guy who was like Terraria is amazing. Oh, pixel art is so Stop good. Oh, like, God. And yeah. like I, I'm playing Dragon Quest Builders when when the thing that you already love confronts you with the thing you you hate i was yeah. like oh this just isn't for me but people said that like oh it restricts your access to parts and mm-hmm. it keeps you in a very contained place uh is this going to be a scenario where like it's just going to keep you trapped for a really long time and then set you free in a bigger way if it does that, it is sure waiting its damn good old time to do it. I mm. am in at the... Okay, so very similarly to the first game, uh, there will be a, 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 an area, a world, uh, in this case it's it's islands, uh, that you will go to and that, you know, you'll deal with the story part of that world and it, you'll find new materials and you'll build new things and, you know, the... the the second world, for example, introduces you to the idea of train tracks and all of that. Um, and I'm in, in the end of that second island, so I'm mm. I'm a ways into the game. Like, this is not the first five hours or anything. Yeah. So, and I still feel very, very hemmed in. Like, it's, you will do this! At, like, the, the area I'm in right now is a mining town, and... The the ultimate goal in, in both of the uh, worlds that I've been to so far is there's a big bad that you need to fight, but you need to do a sequence of bigger and bigger projects in order to huh. finally fight the big boss. And in this one, it's a mine uh, mining town, and this, this big bad uh, turned all the ore to stone. And so you have to first find enough copper to do, to do this thing and then find enough silver to do this thing and then find enough gold to do this thing. And it's all just, it's the same stuff. And now the, the bartender wants you to build a bedroom for his daughter. Oh, and now you got to build a shower. Oh, and now you got to build a, uh, and, and it's just lather, rinse, repeat. And I find the building satisfying. So I'm enjoying the, the doing of the thing, but I, I want to wander off the beaten track and f- and find a dragon and be like, oh my gosh, can I yeah. kill this dragon? And what happens then? And that is just not happening. Hmm. It's so weird because this, <laughs> what you're describing, 
sounds almost exactly like what with ha- what happened with role playing games of mm. the sort of Dragon Quest between the like 16 and 32 bit eras 20 years ago, where you <laughs> went from sort of a, a very, very open and exploratory expectation that still had like a rigid linear narrative at the core of it. And then as the need to make things flashier and more extravagant became part of the game, it was just like, we're going to lock you into a path. Mm. And that even happened with Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest went from, you know, in Dragon, the original ones, you know, the ones on NES, the ones that people adore, like Dragon Quest three and, you know, like if you talk to hardcore fans, they're like, that's still the gold standard. That's all very, very open. And then you get to Dragon Quest four and it's like, you go to here, you do this thing. You yeah. go to here, you do this thing. Uh, do you think that this would be more fun to you, A, if you didn't have that experience with one, but also, you know, B, if you were doing it with somebody else? Yes, because on both I know, counts, yeah. And yeah, because like I know that like they're selling <clears throat> this as co-op yep. so hard. Yep, 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 yep. But but actually I you know, I take that back because for me the appeal of co-op in this situation is would be to build something together. And you do have a home base mm-hmm. uh that you can I I think sort of make to your specifications, although they, they still say you have to have this many squares of water and this many squares of forest and blah, blah, blah. And, and building something together. That's the appeal there. And the bulk of the game so far is just go to a place, collect a lot of stuff, learn to make the next thing, make the next thing, move on. Yeah, like I just finished the uh, the first island and it sounds, what you're saying, if, if the, se- the second island is very similar, except the first island was about farming. And it was yep. just like, he, it was so, okay, so first you need to grow, what was it, like, uh, was it wheat? No, the first one was... Cabbages. Cabbages, yeah. I, de- I definitely <laughs> thought you said weed. Yeah, first you grow the cabbages, and then they're like, okay, now you need to learn how to grow wheat, and now you need to learn how to grow tomatoes, and now you need mm-hmm. to learn how to do this, and then we're going to teach you the ways to grow this, and then here's how you make water for your village. And it's just... Like, I get it. I I like that part of it because I need that structure to keep me interested. Otherwise, I'm just going to go, I don't know what to do, and then, like, turn it off, like, every time I try to play Minecraft with my kids. Sure. Uh, but, like you said, like, other than, like, a couple of... There are, like, little puzzle areas, kind of like the shrines in Breath of the Wild, where it's like, solve this little puzzle, and you get a mini metal, and you can exchange it for stuff. Uh, back mm-hmm. at your home island. But other than that, it's like, yeah, you were on rails. Yeah. Is there is there a, like, free mode? Is there, like, a, <sighs> oh, you can just turn it on, here's a giant-ass island, and you can yep. do whatever the hell you want? Once you beat the game. Or if it's similar I to... I knew simi- it! Yeah, if it's similar to the first one, yeah, there was not free build mode until you beat the game. That is such a bummer, like, especially if you're making a sequel, if there is if there is a number two on something. Yeah. Uh, and forgive my wording, everybody out there who's listening, who's 13 and has a scatological sense of humor. Uh, if there is a number two on your game, <laughs> you need Damn to. It. I wasn't even thinking <laughs> that. I was. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. 
if there's a number two on your game, you you need to be able to accommodate the person that already has yeah. all the knowledge of how this game is played. Yeah. Like, I I I find, I, I guess this is a thing that we've talked about at length in different contexts over the past few years, but like the obsession with onboarding all newbies in a game mm-hmm. by just like slogging them through every last little detail is so ill-advised because like there are more people that have the grammar for playing video games than there used to be and i think that there are more people that have the grammar for playing video games than the people at major publishers think there are like anybody who's going to buy a game with the words dragon quest and builders and two in the title in all of Europe and America, the, the English-speaking world, mm-hmm. they already have the language of all of the basic things that you're going to do in this game. And here's here's my thing, because the, the intro, I haven't even talked about the intro, which is torture. <laughs> and, and does serve as the actual tutorial for the game, where you learn about picking up elements and, and putting down blocks and, and the way the controls actually work. It lasts forever. Ugh. And if you are familiar, if you've played Minecraft or the first game, you know exactly what this is. And it's just torture having to go through it. Let me skip it. Let me skip yeah. to the cinematic where the ship crashes, crashes and I end up on a beach. Because that's all that matters is that there's a shipwreck and now you're on this island with these two people and you're trying to figure out how to survive. That's yeah. it. I don't... Oh, my God. It went on forever. They're pretty talky. It's, they talk a yeah. lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so strange to me that, you know, the, the phenomenon of holding the player's hand too tightly is still relatively recent. Like, you really didn't start to see this in games until the end of the last decade. Like, 2006 to 2010 is the period where you started to see games like Dragon Quest Builders 2. Like, in the past, they would have just thrown you into the goddamn deep end, and you would have to figure it out. Read a manual. Read a manual. There was a book that came with the game that would explain all this stuff. And the the overcorrection, like, Nintendo was the original sinner when it came to, you know, just... Basically being like, and then did you pick up the controller? Did mommy tell you what the yeah. controller is? Yeah. We've pick included a DVD to teach you how to play <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. And like like the thing is, is even they've learned the lesson to not do this. Like you turn on Splatoon 2, and it's just like, oh, you have save data from Splatoon 1. Like we're gonna skip all of this tutorial yeah. nonsense yeah. this time. Yeah. It's yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird. I'm sorry. Like, I know you were so excited. I know. I know. I, I, again, to be clear, I am enjoying it. You know, yeah. I, I do the it's all nice and bright and colorful and it's funny and there's slimes in it. And honestly, there's a low bar for me when it, when it comes to slimes. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Um, I just I'm, I'm just hoping that there's some secrets eventually mm. that I find some secret blueprints or a, a, a splat trick again, something like I just, I need that whimsy to be in there. Otherwise it's, it's just Susan. I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. 
If you don't like it, you throw it right back. Yeah. Do you think that the annoyance that you felt because this is this is still fresh. It's not even a year ago mm-hmm. that you had this experience with Dragon Quest iconography. Are you still so angry at Dragon Quest Eleven? Oh my for, god, that fucking for exi- game. For existing at all. No. Are you are are you still so angry at Dragon Quest Eleven that maybe just a little? No, maybe no. a little. I am angry at you for playing that game so much. <laughs> I, I love no. that game. I know you do, and it's just, okay. So to a certain point, up to up to the point that it erases your map, that game is really good. And then it is. You know, a, a betrayal uh, of the of the deep covenant between a player and their game. It takes all your shit. It wipes your map. It makes you do everything all over again. And uh, and I'm not I'm not okay with that. I, I want so badly for the Switch release of Dragon Quest Eleven to have a back of the box quote. It's like it's not that I hate Dragon Quest Eleven. I just hate my friends. Oh my. That game kicks ass. I'm gonna play it again. Yeah. God, you're just all these good games. I keep telling you to play. You're like, nah, nah, dog. I'm gonna play Dragon Quest XI for the fourth time. You can play in 2D now. Yeah, I can play it with pixels, Susan. Why oh, well, I play it with fuck pixels? me, man. Jesus. <laughs> That's where the noise is. Uh, has, have, have you ever had that experience with a series, though, where y- you you love this series, you want everything to do with it all the time, you, you and, and, like, maybe this isn't just exclusive to games, and you have such a negative experience with one of them mm. that you can never go back. Oh, that, gosh. Like, Hmm. Yeah, like I. Well, no, because I, that would be Tomb Raider in a nutshell, my man. Right? Oh my god! It was like Tomb Raider multiple times over at right? this point. Like, whew. yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah, like the the second um, oh heck, what was it called? The second uh 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 uh, uh isometric one, because Guardian of oh, Light. Oh god! So yeah, Guardians good. of uh, Tem- Temple of Osiris. That's or, it. Like, Crap. Yeah. It was a crap game. Ooh. It was okay. It wasn't crap. That's putting it a bit. No, strong it's right. crap. It's crap. It's so it's, bad. It's not good. Yeah, it's not because good. Guardian of Light was like inspired. Oh, that game was and, like, amazing. It, it came out of nowhere. Like yeah. everybody thought it was going to be like a shitty cash in. Yeah. And like pound for pound, that's top three Tomb Raider for me. Like yeah, yeah. no, I, I I agree with that. I do. Yeah. So good. So good. Dave, do you have one of these? Do you have like, like, oh man, like it got so ugly this one time that I'm out for good. Like for me, like the first thing that pops in my head is I, I was hard won by Halo. Like, Mm. like Halo came out at, at a time in my life where I was the snottiest asshole. That's like, that's popular. Fuck it. It can't be good. Because you're so uh, different from that now. Because so different. I'm like, <laughs> damn it! I, shit! <laughs> the only difference now is there's a distinct lack of wall scrolls in your life. Oh, oh god damn it. Breath of the Wild's terrible. Uh, but, <laughs> but like Halo, like it took me years. Like it was like three, I was coming around, but then like ODST and Reach... 
and even four, like I loved those games. I loved all three of them so much. But Halo Five was so fucking terrible that like it soured me on even caring about anything that has that name. Like it was so bad. Like it, it was. You know, it, oh, oh, you know what? Resident Evil did that for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Resident Evil. Okay, so first of all, all right. I know this is blasphemy. I know this. Oh, I see. Yeah. Here we go. I don't yeah. like four. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think it's bad, but sure. I don't like it. I can understand that though. I like I. But like you regular, like that's different than being like it fucking sucks and people are well, dumb hi, for thinking it's good. Well, hi, that would be five and six, my friends. Wait, no, <laughs> five and six are fucking terrible. Like, there's yeah, no, they're bad. They're like, so bad. Uh, like at least six isn't racist. Like at least six isn't racist. Well, okay, six is, isn't racist. It's just a filleting giraffe. But, yes. Uh, <laughs> Put that yeah, on the back like, of the box. There you go. <laughs> I should just write marketing copy, man. I'm amazing. All, all day. All day. <laughs> but yeah, but then the Seven had, I was not interested in Seven. I didn't care about Seven. Yeah, I was totally. like, no, Resident Evil sucks anymore. I'm done. I was a huge fan of 1, 2, and 3. And, you know, Code Veronica, please. You know how I feel about that. And then, and, and then Seven won me back. Yeah. And then, you know, with the, with the remake of Two now being as brilliant as it was, it's like, okay. Yes, my heart belongs to you once again. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that, like, Dragon Quest is, like, one of, like, the, the series in my mind that I associate with, like, Susandom. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, like, this is two back-to-back that have not treated you great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really hoping that, like, there's something that gives you, gives you a little bit of that slime glory. Bring rockets at some point. Yeah. Bring Rocket Slam. No, uh, for me, it was Assassin's Creed 3 that killed oh, it. Oh, snap! Because oh, like, yeah, I, I was can... invested in the whole real-world timeline, and they were building yeah. to something, and then it farted and ended. And it was like, what the hell? So like, I still played them, but I didn't care about them nearly as much as I did. Let me, let me ask Does you it... this, though. If you had not been someone who made your living writing about video games, would you have played them? Uh, yeah, because I was playing, uh, I played Black Flag before I got the job at Games Radar, I think. Maybe? Black Flag was 2013. 2013. I want to say that was before I started writing about, like, video games for money. Um, yeah, 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 that was. So, so yeah, like, I still, like, I got Black Flag because I also had a PS4 and needed something to play on it, but... Oh, fair. Yeah. Um, you couldn't beat Knack again? Yeah. <laughs> Oh okay. my god! Uh, oh, <laughs> they need a second Ooh. one, um, dude. Why have we not streamed Knack? All right, look, Knack Two kicks ass though. Stop it! I I swear Stop to God, it. it's no. really good. Stop it! It's Stop. very good. Stop it! <laughs> it's it's a good game. Stop! <laughs> I swear to God. I can only no. I gave it an eight out of ten. It's oh on my record. God, you are dead to me. <laughs> It's real but, good. Mac's a great character. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Okay. Stop. Oh my god. Now you're just doing it on purpose. Now yeah. But it's, okay. But Assassin's Creed. So you. So you didn't care, but you. You didn't. It didn't like turn you away. Well, because like Black Flag was like, oh, 
Like they they put pirate ships in it. So like that's cool. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, Unity was just bad. Uh, and then Syndicate had the cool uh, the setting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Victorian London. And like, but I had zero expectations going in. And at that point, like they they just sent me one. I was like, hey, this is actually pretty good. But like, yeah, it, it like I still I haven't beaten Origins. The only reason why I finished Odyssey was because I was part of that Google Stadia beta. So it was more oh, just right, like, right. like yeah. I just kind of wanted to be a part of that rather than any like um, desire to finish it. So yeah, like I don't know, I, eh, whatever. Viking- and, it's, and like every time you play an Assassin's Creed, you say the exact same thing to me and Susan. You're like, yeah, it's good. It's fine. And then like, yeah, it's like fine. you tell like yeah. you tell us how it's like you know uh, your meat and potatoes, like the thing that you can do for turning off your brain. And I don't know, man, like when I hear you talk about Assassin's Creed 2 still to this day, you, you talk about it with that love. That game is and good. It's so right. good. That it's so good. good. Patrice, like, Patrice so... Desilly is a madman, uh, but I uh, love him dude, so I much. I can't wait for like that game where uh, you Was it uh, Ancestors? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, what? It's a su- the subtitles, like Dawn of... It's so like video game, but uh Dawn of yeah. Homo Erectus? I don't know. Uh, it's it's like that, I have to look though. it up. Like you're yeah. playing yeah, like the idea is you're playing mitochondrial no, Eve. Ancestors like, the humankind Odyssey. Stop yeah. it. I love it stop so much. It. No, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like the the movie they show at the museum. Yes, right? it's the IMAX right? movie. It's the Where free like, IMAX movie. Yeah, and you go to it because it's really nice and air-conditioned, and you've been walking for two hours, and you're like, wow, these seats are really cushy. It's great. <laughs> go to the planetarium. It's in 360 view. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, Dave, I want to I wanna dive into another realm of Dave Robertsdom. A realm reborn, if you will. A realm... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I had the better segue uh, for us. Way better segue. It's so so much better. Uh, you being like, I, I think that you're an even hard, harder core Final Fantasy fan than I am, and I'm sitting next to a Final Fantasy VII wall scroll. Uh, <laughs> oh god! You, of course you are. Hey, what, what? What can I say? Uh, you you have played almost every single Final Fantasy, every single Final Fantasy spinoff. One, you have resisted despite the fact that people have talked about how good it is, despite the fact that even like this is one that Susan has spent time in, one that I've spent time in. And now you're finally hooked after all of this time. You've been putting a little time in Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, I've been running around Eorza like a dragoon. That's that's my job. And I like it. You're a dragoon. I would have pegged you as, as a rabbit lady or fella. No, I'm I'm bored. Are there like, rabbit I, fellas? Oh, no. Right. Okay. No, the only ra- there are uh, rabbit ladies, ooh, ooh. and then you could also be the I forget what they're called in the new expansion, but they're basically like Ronso from you. You can't be Final you Fantasy can't be a, a dude version of Fran. No, I don't. Are there dude versions of Fran? There should be. I, <laughs> I just assumed I assumed that every single race you can be in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is you know. Uh, all of them except for, all of them except for the two new ones that they uh, announced that they released with the expansion. There's like a male oh, race and then a uh, female race. Uh, that's and the female so race is weird. The yeah. So yeah, you can be. Uh, 
Well, okay, the but at least then they made one that's only dudes. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's so only that's, dudes. You know, yeah. Do they only wear thongs? I mean, you it's could probably make it happen. Yeah. There you go. Um, right. But yeah, so this is the fourth time <laughs> what? I've tried to get that's, into it. That's crazy. Uh, so the first time was when I was working at Games Radar. A uh, few people were playing it. And mm-hmm. I, that was like up until now, that was the furthest I'd ever gotten into it. And then uh, Stormblood came out uh, a couple years ago, and I tried to get back into it a- a- again. But, you know, jumping into an MMO that you weren't really latched onto in the first place two years after, like, I couldn't just pick up my level 30 character again. So I started over, fell off again. And then a couple months ago, uh, Twitch Prime had, like, a free starter pack thing. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot again. And just, it again, didn't grab me. But then, like, Shadowbringers came out, and all the reviews, all the people that, like, I follow on Twitter and whose opinions I respect very much, especially about, like, Final Fantasy, are all saying that, like, this is secretly the greatest Final Fantasy story ever told. Yeah, uh, people say that. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Uh, why? Why would you though? Like, yeah, right? that's fair. Why yeah. would you trust that assessment, Especially in any way, shape, or form? After bailing on a Realm Reborn three mm. times up to yeah. now, and it's not unfounded because those same people will say, like, I don't know if you should get into this because that ramp to get to the good stuff, quote unquote, is so steep. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I've never see. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So uh, one of my friends, uh, Steve Messner from uh, PC Gamer, wrote an mm-hmm. article that was like, "Yeah, like I've been playing this sent for like six years, and it's like absolutely my favorite game ever. Like I love it. It's it's amazing. The things that they're doing are like some of the greatest things in MMOs, possibly like RPGs, ever. But I can't necessarily recommend that you jump in because." in order to get to that point, one, it's also like the fact that you spend six years of the thing, you're so invested already, but two, like Mm. you have to get through the entirety of a realm reborn, which is dozens of hours of like main story content and side quests. If you want to do that stuff and then your job quests, um, which you, which you have to take to like level up your job to gain new abilities to access like so you, like my character uh, I started out as a lancer and then once you hit level thirty and you complete all the jobs you become a dragoon uh, and that's when you get like the sweet armor I have like I look like fucking Kane from uh, Final Fantasy four it fucking rules uh, but yeah <laughs> it, like that's when you start getting the abilities where you like you can jump up in the air and actually like slam down on people. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's that, and then before you can get to the heavens word, the like the first expansion content, which which is where, where everyone says like the game gets like goes awesome. from being like okay to being like top tier, you have to go through. So in between expansions, what they do is they release the ba- the, the the game or the expansion, and once that's out, they patch in additional quests every three months. Until mm. the next expansion comes out. So you get this like filler story that like kind of uh, fills in the gaps between that and like sets things up for the next expansion. But you have to do that stuff to start up the quest chain for Heaven's Word, do that, do the in between stuff, go to, um, was it uh, Stormblood, in between stuff, Shadowbringers, and then 
you're done. So it's a commitment. <laughs> Mm, Jesus, even, man. Yeah, and the thing is, the problem that a Realm Reborn has, and like anyone will largely admit this to you, even if they're they're like apologists that are like, no, it's like it's all world building, man. <laughs> uh, is that the story? It's it's kind of like a TV show where yeah. the story will spend a couple hours just spinning its wheels. Like, yep. hey, we need you to find this crystal to power up this thing. So you go, you do That's a quest what, for a this guy. Is why, this he is send, why I bailed. He sends you to a person, you talk to them. He sends you on another quest, you talk to them. You go back to the mm-hmm. where you started. They're like, okay, now you can go do the actual thing. You get the crystal, you come back, and he's like, actually, that was a water crystal. You need the wind crystal. Go and do this quest. You're just like, you fucking asshole. Let me just... Yeah. Get my airship, goddammit. Um, what finally got me through it, <laughs> and I don't know if like people are going to like harangue me for cheating or whatever. It's not really cheating because you can do it, but I joined a preferred server uh, because Square Enix, in the launch of this new expansion, opened up a few new servers on their data centers. And they Ti- need- time out, time out. Yeah. What is preferred server? Oh, that's what, what I'm explaining. Is that, okay. so, so they opened up these servers, um, and they need to get people on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and, okay. And so there's a bribe. Yeah. So yeah. what they're like? Okay. Because because all of the servers that your friends are on are congested and you can't create a new character on them, you can join a preferred server where you get a hundred percent experience boost up to level seventy. Because the level cap's <laughs> eighty now. Oh wow! What's yeah. the gap? Hundred percent experience point boost. Plus there are items that you can get to like increase your experience gains between like level 1 through 30 um and then um yeah so basically i just i i joined preferred server i don't talk to anyone uh and i've just been mainlining main story quests side quests that unlock additional features in the game uh because like you there'll be like a little quest bubble that has a plus sign if you do that usually it's like you get another dungeon or you get another um like you can craft a thing now or you can like access like one of the quests that you get takes you to the gold saucer like a place where you can just hang out and like gamble your money uh and and then my job quests and uh I've been 10 levels above the recommended level for the main story quests up until I hit, like, the last five hours of the game of, of like, A Realm Reborn. And uh, I think that was the way to do it for me because um, so if I had to, like... You're playing yeah. it, though, in a way that is allowing you to play it on the sort of time investment scale that a regular single player RPG would. Right. Like you're you're not yeah. having to play it in in any way shape or form on like an MMO time. Yeah, scale. I don't have to grind levels out. I don't have to yeah. do side quests I don't want to do. I just I can get through that main story um and get to the you know quote unquote good stuff where I, I want to savor more of this game. It's just like mm-hmm. that first part is so like it's not bad. It's just okay. Uh, and I think it is. I don't like, no, no, have no. T- I, I, it's okay. It's bad. not bad for an MMORPG. It's oh. bad if you are playing oh. it. If you are playing it like an MMO, because when I attempted to play Final Fantasy XIV, it was 
like attempt number 385 by like my friend who loves MMOs and he just since 2004 has been like maybe this one is the one you'll like and it yeah. never it never is and it was like six months after Heaven's Word came out because I definitely talked about this at the time with you Susan because you were playing it when I was mm-hmm. and like there were no promotions going on there were no like XP boosts no free time like it was like I had to sign up I had to pay them $60 for a game and then I had to pay them 10 more dollars to play it yeah, mm-hmm. and like the first few hours were really fun because it was what you were talking about, Dave. That like sort of episode of the week, like yeah, go here now. You fought this battle and somebody put ghost blood in your but, face. Yeah, but and then, now but you then they make you choose a job. But then they make you teleport back and forth just to complete main quest lines, and you're just like, just yeah. give me a fucking chocobo. Yeah. You can't get and one to like, level twenty. Sorry. Exactly, and like even. When I got to the point, like I paid for about a dozen hours. And by the time that I got to a place where like my job quests started opening, I couldn't even do my second job quest. Because you had to be level 10. Yeah, exactly. And Uh like it was going to take me either like eight hours of just grinding or I would have to stop playing for like days to get my cooldown state and then come back and grind out that way. And I was like fuck this and like you know you're still dealing with that super dense town structure that is in every mmo where it's like come back to a hub world and there's a billion shops with item lists of a billion things yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like i i understand why people like that i really do it's just not for me and here's the thing is i think that a lot of that is just because of the circumstances that a realm reborn was made in. Um, Interesting. If you, ha- if you don't know the story behind final fantasy 14, uh, I actually just watched this recently. Like I, I'd known bits and pieces, but like the no clip documentary, it's like two and a half hours long goes through the history, talking with um, directors and localizers about the failure of 1.0 the hubris of Square Enix and their attempts to both patch the game as it existed while also building a second game to replace it in about two years. Uh, so they spend like four or five years making 1.0 and it's like it's very emblematic of that time in Square's history. You can see it in 13 where you just have these teams of like really talented people, but no one's really talking to each other. Like Final Fantasy yeah. 13, the the art, gorgeous, music, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like it doesn't really like it only took me character writing, perfect. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, characters. everything's great. Lassies, Falsies, Hope, it's all great. But like again, like it just doesn't coalesce into a thing that's mm. great. Like up to the standards of like what Final Fantasy had been up to that point. And like they were coasting off the success of eleven. They were just like, oh, we'll just make a prettier version of eleven. And if there's a problem, we'll patch it. It'll be fine. And then in the like months leading up to the game's release, everyone's like, man, I don't know about this. And then, yeah, mm. it came out just like dismal flop, like buggy. It, this, the thing is like they spent the, like every player character had the same amount of polygons as like a random pot. So like you couldn't have more than two or three, like, like a dozen or so people running around in a particular instance at a given time. Because the servers would crash. 
like it was so broken that um, they're like, well, we don't know what we're going to do. And so they bring in uh, Yoshida Naoki, who um, was working on Dragon Quest X at the time. Steve Aoki? What? Yeah, Steve, no. They brought in <laughs> DJ Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki, yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, we're going to bring some cake in. Uh, and, uh, and inter- no. So, so they bring in this guy. He, he, uh, the fans call him Yoshi P. Uh, I don't know what the P is for. Uh, and they're just like, and he's like, okay, uh, we have two options here. You can either uh, keep the game as is. You can, uh, we can patch it like the plan was. And, you know, you'll have to be okay with just the amount of success this game has had because it will never reach the heights that it could be. Or we could keep patching this game and then rebuild a second version of this game and replace it in two mm-hmm. years. And Square was like, well, the damage is so brand, uh, so the, the brand is so damaged by this game that we have to do something. So they opted for plan B. He, uh, this documentary like goes into like project, like micromanaging down to like how much hours a person is spending in a day on like writing design documents to get this game built in two years. Uh, and like the fact that it's as good as it is, I think is a testament to what they were able to achieve. And the fact after that came out, then they can go, okay, well, how can we take what we have and actually do like interesting things with it? Yeah. Um, and it turns out like that this guy, cause he kept stewarding dragon quest 10 at the exact same time. I, and it's like, He's like the MMO whisperer, apparently. Like he just yeah, like knows. he was he was really big. Like uh, the documentary was talking about, like he was really big into like Ultima Online, and like he would go around to stores in like uh, Shinjuku asking like if anyone's got EverQuest in. Uh, <laughs> That's very strange. Yeah, and like he like he loves Diablo. Like he loves all those like the Western yeah. style MMO. So like he knows how. Like, and he's like like he probably was playing world of warcraft and he's like this is what these people are doing and our game has none of this like 1.0 was so broken you couldn't use a mouse yeah you, oh my god you could only play it with a controller yeah. uh like he, he's like well, okay so when he actually went to sit down to play it he's like trying to move the mouse around he's like this doesn't do anything <laughs> like i can't even interact with this video game uh did either of you guys play the original version of final fantasy 14 when it hit playstation 3 it never came out on PS3, right. it only came out on so, PC. Well, wait, like there, there isn't. Oh they, no, Realm Reborn was the PS3. Yeah, they version. announced yeah. it, but it was indefinitely yeah. delayed. Yeah, um, they yeah. announced it at E3 2009 at Sony's press conference, and it was like what right after Agent. Oh, dude, it was. Oh God, no, no, I mean, Agent, I, I, I mean, like what, like because yeah. I think it was also like 13 wasn't out yet. No, no or, okay. So thir- thirteen. So it was the oh, year. Here we go. Okay. Right, here, yeah. Here, here it is. This is very <sighs> quick. This isn't a long history lesson. Uh, in two thousand nine, it was the year after Xbox three hundred and sixty had we've we're getting Final Fantasy thirteen, huge deal. So Jack Thompson, when Jack Thompson was still with Sony, oh, comes Jack out. Thompson. Yeah, Aww. Jack Thompson yeah. comes out, and so they do. They open with the original Last Guardian trailer. Oh, oh my god, god, that's right. Jack, oh and Jack god. Thompson is like, Last Guardian, it's the new game from Shadow of the Colossus, it's gonna be out spring 2010, next year. Right. Then, they do Agent, 
and all they do is show the logo, and it's like yep. an exclusive Rockstar property for PlayStation 3. And then Jack Thompson comes out, and he's like, I want to reveal to you. Jack Tretton. Jack Thompson's Jack lawyer. Tret- oh, yeah. yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Thompson is the, is the, yeah. Oh, dear Jack God. Tretton. Yeah. Jack Tretton. <laughs> Another I, white guy with a pension for blue ties. Uh, <laughs> so he, and then he's like, I want to introduce you to a brand new numbered Final Fantasy oh, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you will oh, only yeah. be able to play on PlayStation this year. And then they show this just like really even for Square generic CG cinema that ends Final Fantasy 14. And it was still called Final Fantasy 14 online. And it was silence. Yeah. Just silence. It was weird. It was it was the entire entire theater going. Really? Uh, (laughs) Really? And like, and not just that, being like, isn't Eleven still making money? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you doing? Which is the context for what you're talking about, Dave. Like, they had Eleven, and they allowed this to ruin everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's really... I have to appreciate A Realm Reborn and the, the okayness of it. In this context, of it. <laughs> because like other otherwise, like I would bail, and it's sad because like if they can do something about that initial rant, like have it, you know, like yeah. like I mean, like they did it kind of for me with the the experience point boost, but it's still like the the act of like going talking to a person, going back oh. talking to a person, going somewhere else, finally doing the quest, transporting, but it's just like just a lot of like. Susan, why did you dance. stop? Why did you stop playing Final Fantasy XIV? Because I know that you were really into it for a while. I I was having fun with it, but it got to be too. What am I doing? Where am I going? Right. I don't. That and this is this is not necessarily a problem with that MMO per se, but MMOs in general. There's the hub town with all the shops and the Ugh. thing. And if you're, for me. Uh, and this is why I uh, had a much better experience with Elder Scrolls Online. I already know the lore. I already know what all the things are. I already know what the place names are. I don't have to learn all this stuff again. So I just, I'm like, I, this is too confusing. And as as pleasant as the community was, which they were. Oh, they're still, it's great. Like, everyone's yeah. really nice. Ridiculous. Everyone's really nice. Yeah, they that really, I can say. really are. I didn't even know what I didn't know mm. to, to yeah. try and, and gain some kind of way into that dense thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, like, I, I feel like MMOs are, that can, that can, that, for me anyway, that has to be the only thing you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like because it, it dipping in and and it they're very very difficult to play casually. Yeah. Unless yeah. you know again it's it's you can you already know a lot of of what it is and then you can just go up and do your dailies and get out and yeah, yeah. and like the the Yoshi P has actually like it's part of his design philosophy for the game like he's un, he understands that like people are busy and like the way 1.0 was built was like 
you can only do a certain amount of things and get a, gain a certain amount of experience per day. So you're like rewarded to like play every single day. It was ridiculous. So he's Screw like, that. I understand like people can only play when they can play. I don't really want this to be a, like an ev like an everything game for someone, yeah. you know, like a forever game for someone. Cause like destiny has, especially destiny Two has this problem where it's like, you have like eight different types of like events and currency you're juggling. And if you miss a day, you fall so far behind and then you're just like, why, you know, it's whereas so this, it's like, like it's- he, he expects people to like, if you know, a new content expansion comes out, people play it, they enjoy it and then they and stop. They- yeah. And then yeah. they come back when there's more story. Like that's and that's fine. And he, like he was like uh, quoted as saying like if people don't do more of that, like this whole genre will die cuz it can only support like so much time. Guys, um, you know what I you know what I think is a great like series and brand and group of characters for that format of like you got to play every day. If you miss a day, you're going to fall behind. You gotta spend money all the time. I think you should do that with the Avengers. I think that's a great idea. Mm. I think you should just take the Avengers and put them in a Destiny game oh, where no. there's currency oh, and and no, sorry. <laughs> just, um, I will say as though, soon as Dave said that about Destiny, yeah. <laughs> that once I hit level thirty, the story actually started getting interesting. Uh, beyond like oh this is like a cool world like it was like oh the group of people like things are happening to this group of people who've been giving me quests like actual drama like the empire shows up and starts fucking things up and you're like oh shit like this kind of like turns everything upside down uh, which is really cool like I, like uh, I'd never really seen something like that in an MMO before um, and then like uh, I got a Magitek armor now because like once you beat a Realm Reborn you can have a mount and it's like the Final Fantasy 6 Magitek so it's like th- there are little it nuggets uh, it looks badass uh <laughs> There, there's a mission where, like, uh, one of the later missions, you get to uh, actually, like, do an assault on, like, an Imperial base, and you get to ride one of those uh, around and, like, blow shit up, and it's awesome. And there are, like, 12 other people running around with you doing the same thing. Uh, it, it's, like, it takes a while to get there, mm. but once you get there, it's pretty cool. So, like, I'm, I'm at, I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, like, I think I get what people are talking about. I want to see how it gets to those hot, like, like hot, you know, like lofty heights. Like it's one of the, uh, like the, the most recent expansion, like last I saw on Metacritic was like one of the most highly reviewed final fantasy games in the series history. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be excellent it's just you know like there's a lot of bullshit to put up with to get there uh which is unfortunate because like you don't like don't buy the level skip because you want to like yeah get like you have to have that attachment to the characters but to get that attachment you have to do a bunch of bullshit busy work it's uh i like i don't know how they fix that but you can't can't even say that that's that's not just an MMO thing, though. That, that, that's all RPGs a lot of the time. Like, yeah. balancing the the amount of, like, tedium and bullshit that you have to put in to... To pad the game out. <laughs> to, well, to actually, like, feel the tan, like tangible oh, yeah. reward. Because, like, you know, we talk about this with Persona all the time. Like, Persona 4, 
makes you go through so much tedious bullshit. And it's like, oh, I finally answered enough quiz questions yeah. in fucking yeah. class yeah. that now I can, ask, I can finally ask this bookshop owner if they want to go get a cup of coffee. Like, that is deeply satisfying. But then you look at, like, Persona 5, and they break that. You used the perfect word when talking about Dragon Quest Eleven earlier, Susan. Like, there's a covenant uh, between game and player, you know, in that sort of context. And it, it betrays that by saying like, there's too much bullshit and all MMOs, uh, sort of survive on making sure there's enough of that bullshit there, not just to keep you engaged, but to keep you paying. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm really excited to see if you feel this way. Like once you've finished Stormbringer, like if it's, if it's still sort of, yeah. Got its claws in you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the, the way that I'm approaching this is like, I don't necessarily want to play an MMO forever. Like I had a friend who was like yeah. every day World of Warcraft, like, and I get it. Like you have the one game that you really like and it like comes, you know, but like, I'm just not that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I still want to see how the story plays out. And I think that like, if I'm still hooked by the time I finish Shadowbringers that I'll, you know, I'll do what what uh, Yoshida wants and come back when there's a new expansion and just enjoy what's there and then not care about the dailies or the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the lottery, the, like the, what is it? The roulette where you have to like grind experience by just doing random dungeons. Like that's not for me, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a cool story though. It's like it, they, they've done something cool with it. Just got to well, get there. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Susan, are you going to go back in there? No, me neither. <laughs> like, yeah. Ain't got time I, for that. I, I like, I like, I, yeah, I like, I, you've, you've made a compelling argument, <laughs> but I don't know if I can. Oh go yeah, back I don't. I mean, I don't doubt that the game is enjoyable, but it's just it's time. Yeah, it's it's time, and I would need to if I'm going to spend time in in an MMO, I need to really feel an emotional attachment to the lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have run really long with our first two segments today, guys, uh, and I don't want to spend an inordinate amount, inordinate amount of time an forcing amount Susan of time. to listen to somebody talk about Bloodstained, but uh, I actually think the conversation that we've been having about lore in the context of MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV, like Elder Scrolls Online, and even games like Dragon Quest are actually uh, pertinent in terms of what I wanted to talk about in terms of Bloodstained with you guys. Mm. Because Bloodstained is, and I, I, I'm very surprised I'm saying this because based on my first few minutes with it, I was like, this game is gonna suck. <laughs> and I had, I had played it on PlayStation 4 and Switch before I, like, I really got into it. And I was like, oh God, this is a disaster. Like one of those... This Kickstarter led to a garbage dump, and here oh, we a are. Might, we have another Mighty Number no. Nine on our hands. We yeah, like like where you like yeah, Mighty Number no. Nine is a perfect example. Like where you could see where this was supposed to go. <laughs> uh, so Bloodstained is a very good game that is incredibly well made. It is janky as hell. It has all kinds of problems. Uh, I ended up playing it. It took me sixteen hours total on PlayStation 4, and even on PlayStation 4, the one that's, like, really well-regarded and runs perfectly, 
Uh, I would like run into like really long load times. I would have to like re unequip and reequip items to make them work. Like basic functionality. Every now and again, I would load the map and think, oh, that's an area I haven't explored because the map forgot to load the oh. outline. Oh, no. Oh. Right. In a, in a game where the map is like the game. The point. Oh. Like super basic functionality stuff is still broken after multiple updates. And ultimately, like I could look past it all because structurally, tangibly, it was still so fun. Like it was so, it's so pleasurable to move. And it was one of those moments where I realized that like this style of game, this 2D exploration game, it, it you know, it's been 11 years since the last time this team made one of these games. And in those 11 years, there has been dozens of newcomers uh, making this same sort of thing. Uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, Axiom Verge, Iconoclasts, uh, just tons and tons and tons of the same sort of game. And then playing this, I was like, oh, that's why they're the masters. Like, nobody else who has imitated this style, even the guys that make Hollow Knight, like, one of the games I think is, like, top five of all time, like, they don't make something that feels like this. Impeccable. I kind of hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like it just like a, on like a like a metaphysical level or like the playing of it. Like all right, here's why. And and bear with me because I think that this is pertinent to like what we've discussed in the previous two segments. I hate it because it is so constantly self-referential. Yeah. It is constantly calling attention to what it is and its own history. And a lot of it is like incidental environmental stuff. Like you get to the underground section and it's an underground river and then there's a waterfall. And I was like, come on, man, the waterfall is like one of the coolest parts of Symphony of the Night. You can't just put it. You can just do it again. You, You can't just. You're not allowed to just do it again. Like, you can't be like, hey, we did. Hey, you remember that cool waterfall in Symphony of the Night? We got it again. It's the exact same thing. They're like, dude, but come on. And like, it's like, that's bad enough that it's constantly doing all these structural things, that it's just the exact same thing as Symphony of the Night. But like, all right, so you you get to the final area where there's the final boss. And if you fight the final boss too early, you get the bad ending, just like in Symphony of the Night. But like just before that is a secret room. You knock out a ceiling. You you knock out the ceiling tile, you hit the switch, you open up the... Yes, okay, (laughs) yeah, exactly. You knock out the ceiling and then you go to the secret room. And then there's another secret room inside that secret room. You know, just like last time. Oh no. And then you go into the other secret room and there's like a portrait of Koji Igarashi in the game. There's a painting of himself in the game. And there's a bookshelf next to it. And the bookshelf is glowing. And then if you examine the bookshelf, 
it takes you into an 8-bit level where it's like 8 bits. It's It looks like an NES game, and then you get to the end of that level, and it's really hard. And then it's like you have to basically fight a sprite monster that is the exact same thing as the final boss from the original NES game. And I was I, like... There is a difference between lore there's mm-hmm. and Easter eggs and a knowing nod to fans and self-obsession. And I think that people misunderstand the fine line between these two things. Like Dragon Quest. Susan, you're talking about Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Builders 2. Mm-hmm. And how your favorite thing in Dragon Quest Builders is your ability to just wander around and you find a slime with a funny name. Mm-hmm. And that is a tradition. That is a tradition in Dragon Quest. Slime is the first enemy you ever fought in the original Dragon Quest. Slimes be- take on a comedic story aspect in subsequent Dragon Quest. It's building on a theme. And the problem with Bloodstained is that it's this amazingly well-made game that is just like cobbled together out of corpse parts <laughs> and every single corpse part is referencing like wasn't it cool the last time we got together guys I'm wearing the same shirt like ah, oh. I just wanted to punch this game right in the dick by the time I finished playing it I was just so irritated and I, yeah I, 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 I wanted to talk to you guys about like that that difference between lore and and tradition and uh, a knowing nod to your fans and a constant stream of imitation. So this is not going to make me popular. I can't wait for this. There's a certain... It's not a genre. A... Uh, 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 certain feeling of games, certain kinds of games, certain franchises where the fans just want the same thing over and over. Oh my God, remember that? It was so cool. And then you fight this guy and then it's that guy and and they don't want it to evolve. They want the same thing they had when they were 13 because in, in, some ways their taste hasn't moved on. They haven't learned how to enjoy the feeling of the thing without it being the exact same thing. Tedious. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and I mean, I get it. And it's, it's part of our evolution as human beings and as adults, the fondness for the, like the realization that, you will never have that thing again. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know why? Because you're not a kid anymore. Because your life has changed. Because things have changed. You're, you can't. Because the exact alchemical, like, everything. Like, the air right. in the room is different. Like, right. no, no experience can ever be replicated ever. No, no. And it is understandable that you want to try. Of course you do. Because it's... It's great. It feels great and it makes you happy and it makes you happy in ways that things that start in your current experience can't. Yeah. 
Because it's just a fact that things, good things from when your life was simpler mm-hmm. will feel more pure than good things from when your life is more complex. Yeah. That's yeah. just true of everyone. So, it, of course, everybody wants to try and recapture that. But you can't. And some <laughs> people get that. And that's where you get something like a Hollow Knight. Yeah. You get the feeling without it being the copy paste. Yeah, and it becomes like something more. It like yeah. it becomes some well, more is the wrong word. It becomes something else. Yeah. And like that's what's precious. Like more. it is like novelty is the wrong word. Like you get a new experience. And I th- evolution. I th- it's an evolution, right? Yeah. It's a building on what came before. I think that's why I like Final Fantasy so much, is because it has all of those parts. It's got the Moogles, mm-hmm. it's got the Chocobos, yeah. it's yep. got the magic, yep. like the spells are all the same name, but like yep. each game is so drastically different. The way that it shuffles those themes and those icons around, like like Final Fantasy twelve is a fundamentally different game from any other game in the series, like both from a gameplay perspective, from the narrative perspective, environment perspective, but it's still, it has that core. Um, and they can do that because they've spent decades building yeah. up that core. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with Bloodstain is like all Igara- uh, Koji Igarashi's had to work with is Castlevania. He's been done, done great work with it for sure. But like, he's trying to take the language of Castlevania and like shoehorn that into this thing that isn't. And it just comes off like plagiarism rather than. Yeah. And like, I mean, he's allowed to do it. It's his, I mean, he's allowed to plagiarize but, himself for sure. But, yeah. <sighs> I, I don't know. Like there's a difference between, I swear to God, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. And then we can bring the show. <laughs> there is, there are those artists who I, I got, I wish I could remember who said it. Like, there are two types of artists. There is like the restless soul that is constantly seeking reinvention. You're David Bowie's. And then there is the person who only makes one piece of art and they make it over and over and mm-hmm. over again, seeking the new expression of that form. And like to me, like that's Hideo Kojima. Like Hideo Kojima Agreed. is ceaselessly trying to make the same piece of art over and over and over again. I mean, have you heard of a little game called Metal Gear Solid 2? Like, right, <laughs> right, like exactly. Like, he, he's he been very explicit about it. But, like, you know, and, like, that's not what this is. Like, Koji Igarashi, like, the thing that was wonderful about those DS games was that they were constantly changing. They were constantly pushing in a new direction. And, like, Order of Ecclesia that came out in 2008, like was such a radically different game and it was amazing. And this game is just like a miserable pile of symphony of the night references. It's safe. (laughs) It's safe. It's so safe. All right. That's it. Dave, who made this happen? All right. Uh, This is going to be a special shout out to our Patreon backers. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and you too can give your hard earned money to us to make this. <laughs> God, that's maybe not I mean, that the did, way. Yeah, okay, okay. You can uh, you can waste your money by... Oh, my God. Th- okay, no, I, I got to take okay. this back. I got to roll it back. Uh, just, just, throw just your money games, away just... into our money hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you go to patreon.com uh, slash continue podcast, you can um, help back the show. Uh, it helps cover server costs. It helps keep us 
going, um, and it, it gives us the strength to press forward. Uh, we can't thank you enough, but we will uh, give special thanks to our backers at the $10 and above level who get a special shout-out on this show. So here we go. Special thanks to Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Ryan Mance, Pete... Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Terry Belair, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Dash, Listen to Continue Podcast, and Dice Funk. I'm going to keep saying that as long as that's your full name, dude. Uh, Kaylin Houston, uh, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so, so much. Thank you so much. Uh, as Dave said, you can go to continuepodcast.com. You go to patreon.com slash continuepodcast. Find out about all this. You guys can follow me at a John Agnello on Twitter where I talk about stuff every now and again. Uh, at, since our last episode, uh, I have a different job now. It's not a job. It's... <laughs> I'm, I'm out in the wilderness again. That said, uh, probably by the time our next episode comes out, you can see my first feature at TheRinger.com. I'm Bill, so excited ooh. about this yeah. one. I know Bill what it Simmons, is. Bill Simmons is The Ringer. That's right. I'm getting that Grantland money, dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Susan, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I talk about... Uh, horror movies and video games and dogs. Dave Roberts, where can the you people can find, find you? You can find me at David Robots, where I talk too much about Final Fantasy games, and uh, I don't know. Everyone deserves healthcare. There I'm, we go. There you go. Yeah, okay, that's just true. everyone yeah, deserves that's it. True. Everyone free, deserves it. Free healthcare. <laughs> you get a healthcare. You get it yeah. anyway. Yeah. Everyone yeah. deserves to live a life of basic dignity. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a I, that concept. There it is. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, but that's no. my choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you pay for us to do that, so. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Susan, I am an owner of multiple wall scrolls. I think <laughs> I deserve a life of okay, basic oh, dignity. Well. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basic, all right. Oh. oh. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> The the new name of this podcast is uh, I Own Wall Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs>